0: Why, hello there.
1: Howdy. How is... how are we doing on this
0: beautiful Sunday, March twenty fifth? Uh,
1: I was just going to ask you the same thing. I am doing lovely. I did make it to the gym for those gains.
0: Those gains <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna be are you gonna be like one of those are you gonna be one of those people that are gonna now uh, post out workout videos now. Like guys, you know. Get back, do some crunches, you know, lift those barbells. Uh, I see, a, I see a second career for you. Definitely not.
1: Um, I barely can force myself to go like twice a week, um, and it's one block from my apartment. Actually,
0: I, I mean, I, I, well, I feel like I, I feel like you know, like for me, like. I, I know for me, like, when I work out, like, I, I like to do, like, I like indoor workouts, but I also like to run a lot. And, like, I can't run now because it's snow. There's snow everywhere. We just had a snowstorm. um. So, like, I can't run now. But, like, when I go in there, it's just like, ah, oh, cool. I got to go lift this, lift this heavy shit that I can't really lift up, to be honest. Uh, And then I go, like, do a bunch of, like, Ab exercises, although, like, I'm clear, like, people are clearly looking at me, like, because <laughs> they notice me from somewhere. So, you know, I, I don't like the whole gawking of the the gym. So, I mean. Yes, me.
1: yes. And see, as a woman, I get it kind of doubly, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, yo, I uh, I am just doused in sweat right now. You definitely do not want to come within a one-mile radius of this. And <laughs> walking to and from the gym, there's. A lot of construction going on on my blog. I've
0: and seen.
1: You can kind of see where this is going, but I wear these like headphones that are completely noise blocking.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so that's how you little,
1: do it. I'm just like, can't hear you. Sorry.
0: Wait, really loud. construction <laughs> workers still cat call people? Is this like the 1950s? Like, that right. still happens. <laughs>
1: Right?
0: I know. I thought that died out in like thirty years ago. <laughs> nope,
1: nope, definitely not. Definitely not. Um
0: well, I feel like that's part of the contract. It's like, oh, you know, if you if you are if you do and or work near a construction site, you must cat call uh women. You know, that's part of your that's part of your bonus so like your incentives. It's like five cat yeah. calls per day is like an extra hundred uh on the on the docket. <laughs>
1: But I I just I love the the like expressions I can make because I'm not listening to them. So usually I just make something like a really dumb face.
0: You're just and... like here <laughs> you are jamming to your music, so you're just like react to the music, not even to their comments. You're just like gee, gee, gee.
1: <laughs> one time someone was like, "Oh, you're looking more fit than I am," and I I actually did hear that one, and I just kind of loudly like loudly and kind of like. Asperger's like said hello because <laughs> I was just so taken aback.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a comment,
1: <laughs> and everyone just kind of
0: <laughs> every
1: and all because the- he was with his like friends. This was actually a couple of like high school JROTC people,
0: which was even more
1: pathetic, but it was like a group of these JROTC people, and everyone just was so uncomfortable, I left, because that was, I was on an outdoor walking track, and I just left immediately,
0: I was like, never (laughs) mind, local reporter has sudden spasm,
1: (laughs) yeah, I just, (laughs) Uh, you know, I I'm not trying to belittle the speech patterns of people with disabilities, but yes, she is. I, yes
0: she yes she is yes she is, ladies and gentlemen. I just be,
1: had a moment. Where, don't be it fooled. Came out the worst.
0: Don't be fooled. <laughs> okay. She's she's speaking for all people who hate people with disabilities. So I just want to let that out here. She, I, I we've gotten the true the true Whitney Downer to shined through.
1: We're being ableist.
0: A a. <laughs> ableist. Yeah, I know. What, yeah, I know. I know what it is. But for some reason, I thought you were like, referring to uh, like Abraham Lincoln. I was like, what does that have to do with anything? And then I realized that <laughs> you're talking about able bodied people. Like, I, I got it now. I got it now. No, we don't want to know. We, we listen. We love everybody. We hate everyone equally on this podcast. And mm-hmm. thus concurrently love everybody. But I want to ask you something and get your thoughts. Okay. How was it for two weeks to be a sports fan? But actually, no, for more like a weekend and a half, kind
1: of. It really was a weekend and a half. Um, you know, it honestly was very heartbreaking, and I don't <laughs> see why people would choose to do that for more than one team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome you to know, 24, th- 23, almost 24 years of my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a, oh, yeah, happy early birthday. Uh, He's uh, going to be, what is it, 37 now? Uh,
0: thir- uh 41. I, I added. Okay. A- Not, you know, to get back to your stories, get back to your sports experience, but I saw, like, I thought I saw gray hair the other day and I, oh man, I was so depressed. (laughs) Like, for like three hours, I didn't leave my bed. I was so, like, oh, anyway. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Be sure to wish uh, Robbie a happy birthday on Twitter, everyone.
0: Oh yeah, th- remind me about my age and flood how- him,
1: flood him with happy birthdays.
0: Oh God, yeah, remind me about how young, how old I am, and how young you are, and just oh God Almighty. Um,
1: uh, so I I gotta find my photo of you just like spread spread eagle in the snow outside of Bonaventure.
0: <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> probably one of my favorite photos. I remember. I remember that. What even? Birds. Oh, I think I, like because I was like because I like, I never like uh, I think I told you like I never like played in the snow before like I mean you know living mm-hmm. in and like this is for like people who may not understand like this actually happens all the time in Minnesota too and I don't know if you get it because I don't know if Murdy doesn't really experience snowfall like you like you know up where you are, you know what I mean so yeah. I don't know if you, you hear this but like you know here we get a lot of snow and get like we got like a foot of snow two days ago uh, and people ask me like oh. Um, It uh, doesn't snow up, doesn't snow like here in New York, right? And I don't know why he's a southern accent from for Midwestern people. <laughs> 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 they apparently just migrated all to the Midwest. No, so they get the you know, easy answer that. And I'm like, oh, I mean, it's different. Like, like New York City snowfall all gets pushed to the side. So you don't really, A, you don't want to play in that shit because that shit probably has like diseases. As soon as it like touches the pavement of 42nd Street, it already has an STD. So I just, you know, you don't want to like actually put your hands in that snow. But I like, was going to say, it's nasty. It's like, nasty. Oh, you know, it's disgusting. Like, that snow turns immediately, like, I don't think you, it immediately turns brown. Like, that snow immediately turns black as soon as it hits the pavement. I'm like, yeah, that should not be happening. But, like, I had never, like, experienced snow until I went to Bonaventure. Um, like, it was like that much at least. And I remember, I think it was you, Is it you? Like, who is, it was you, me. Yeah,
1: I think it was Ariel. Yeah, Ariel.
0: I went and I had never, like, experienced it. And I was like, oh, I'm like a snow angel. And I just, like, <laughs> I literally just fell back into the snow and got you absorbed. It me. was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful.
1: <laughs> Collapsed in the snow. <laughs> uh, so you'll have to make a snow angel on your birthday um, just to bring it back.
0: Just, a, just, um, a pl- I'll, uh, you know what I'll do. I'll, uh, I'll, 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 you know, one of my coworkers take a picture of it and I'll send it to you. And then just to the, just so we can pull it all full circle. Of me, you know, play. For, hopefully, like, because you no, know, we are getting some some sun today. So, but it's supposed to snow again on Monday. So you never, you never freaking know with Minnesota. Um, yeah. So you were you were a sports fan uh, for a weekend. Now, just describe how it was when because you know as, if people don't know you know rooting for Saint Bonaventure, alma mater. Woo, um, Bonnies! So, how did it feel when they beat UCLA? So, describe that feeling.
1: Uh well for me like I don't have like the stats to back it up or yeah. the background knowledge you know I'm not like oh UCLA has a really strong defense
0: <laughs> you
1: know, they, uh, they do the three pointers really well They do the, the three- they do the threes good <laughs> Um you know, so for me, like, I come into every basketball game with absolutely no knowledge. I'm just like, everyone's equal.
0: But people <laughs> yeah. people do that. Listen, people do that on Twitter. Like People who get paid to watch sports do that on Twitter. So don't worry about it. Like, you're, don't worry. You're no worse than they are. They get paid for it. So don't really worry about it.
1: Well, and the people who, who uh, intimidate me the most are the people who are like, Oh, in 1982, the starting forward. I'm like, you weren't even alive in 1982.
0: Back in 1976, when they won their first one, and I was just merely a gleam in my mother's eye. Uh, (laughs)
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it felt really good because I could understand that Bonaventure hadn't made it to the NCAA March Madness. In a long time, so mm-hmm. it felt good because I could I could understand that, and it was really. It also makes me laugh because UCLA is you know it's a lot bigger of a school. It's got a lot more funding for its programs. It honestly a lot more is, well
0: known nationally if you think about it. too. Yeah.
1: and and you know I, I feel like it's easier to attract a good basketball player to UCLA yep. than it is to Bonaventure not it just Bonaventure is still the best school in
0: the world don't yeah you Bonaventure know, is, a, but... is a great place I've always I've also said my first my my you know and no disrespect to Franklin Pierce University which is like I think the best place I've ever been to for more than like Bonaventure was the best like short time like short amount of my life was spent at Bonaventure not even Bonaventure short, was but... the best six months of my life it was, it was honestly Bonaventure was just like that it was just like uh it's like that—that that nice, that nice, beautiful summer romance that you go on. You know, it doesn't have to be no, no strings attached. Just like you and this wonderful entity, this multi-being, you guys can just have a fun time. And that's the bottom of it. That's why I always have a, a place in my heart. Uh, and then you know, for places where I had to like, you know, commit myself to actually leaving with a degree. So. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: and the other thing about um, well, and so you know. But UCLA is it's in LA. Yes. You know, like
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Bonaventure is in Olean, New York. Uh, and while Olean has many, many things to offer, some say it's uh, the Los
0: <laughs> Angeles of upstate New York, but <laughs> <laughs> there's not much competition.
1: <laughs> um, so you know, it felt, it was nice because especially some people on Twitter were all like, from UCLA, were all like, Bonaventure, never heard of them. We're going to crush them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I got to watch some of my sport buddies tear them apart, and it was nice. So... Talk shit.
0: Talk shit. Hey, listen, I, it's, like I, it's, like I, it's like I tweeted. Um, the dating game killer uh, went to one school, and it wasn't at Bonaventure. Just saying. I'm just, just <laughs> letting you know. Yeah. Where as
1: far as I know, a serial killer has never attended Bonaventure.
0: <laughs> there you go. Listen, I'm pretty sure you can look at a lot of the major schools in the world, and you can at least pick four or five really awful human beings from those schools. I'm just – I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. I've, you know what? I'm just gonna leave that there. I'm gonna leave that bit of information there. That's all I'm gonna do. How more terrible people
1: have attended UCLA.
0: Oh. Oh God. <laughs> there's a lot. There's actually a lot. Like I was going through because I when I went to that tweet. I was like looking up on like Wikipedia and I was like, oh, I gotta like you know look for like really awful alumni. And I, I think I like I like Googled like oh ten top ten like infamous. UCLA alumni, and, like, I got, like, front, I got, like, six of the top ten lists. like, God damn, what? Holy shit. <laughs> Someone else has looked this up, too, probably somewhere from, like, USC or something. Although, uh, oh, USC, so, yeah. have, they have O.J. Simpson, so. <laughs> well,
1: and, I mean, like I said, I don't really understand the mechanics of it, but I, I know that I'm supposed to be offended that I had to play a playing game. Yes, so,
0: yes, so. L- l- also, I am offended. Yes, you are. <laughs> If you think of if you think of the, the NCAA tournament like this, it's like, for example, say you, uh, okay, say you had a, say you had, this is gonna be a really bad analogy. Say you had, Robbie, I was gonna Robbie say something. Sequera,
1: cool. renowned sports journalist here, people can't explain <laughs> to an idiot
0: <laughs> about sports. So, uh, imagine you had a cat race, <laughs> and you needed to pick. For some reason, you have sixty-eight cats that you have sixty-eight cats at your disposal. <laughs> now, <laughs> ideally, you can really just use sixty-four of those cats to just race. You know, in these like these cats have raced all over the world. You've seen what these cats can do for a solid four months. Like, you don't need anything else to see it. Now, a selection committee <laughs> made up of people—that's that's literally just people that we don't even know—who um, have allegiances to cats. You know, they decide that. That you know, these four cats in particular are going to play, are going to race against each other, just to go and race again against a cat that hasn't raced, that's like been well rested and hasn't had to do any racing. It's kind of like that. Even though there's like a history of this cat doing really well over the season, but now that cat has to like has to like play another. They have to race another cat that may have not done as well just because that cat has a bigger name. That's kind of where the are, do you kind of see where, see what I'm uh, laying down here.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I get you. I'm I'm a I'm picking up what you're laying down.
0: <laughs> I I liked it that this is my my frame of reference to explain all things sports to you. And I don't know why I haven't done it sooner. Is just to put it in, in like cat terms.
1: <laughs> but um, and so it it felt nice to beat UCLA. Yes, but then so. Elton Hayes, my sports reporter here yes. in Meridian. Um, he, good guy, good guy. Good, good guy, good guy. He was the one who like explained to me that Florida hadn't played a game in like eleven days when Bonaventure had played yeah. four games in a week, kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, which is just baloney. <laughs> but bon- which is just poppycock if you think about it.
1: Yeah. The Bonnies won in Dayton, went back to Bonaventure, and then had to fly down to yes. Dallas. And then play.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. They had, yes, indeed, they did. And uh, Florida
1: was like, oh, I
0: guess we'll sh- now. Yep. Florida just, they just scrolled in. And they're like, ah, you know, yawning. They're like, yeah. Oh, wow, basketball. Like, yeah, 11 days. Like, that's kind of the the thing that kind of sucks about the uh, NCAA tournament is, there's a, you know, you got to play those playing games in these random locations. And then you have to go right down to the site uh, of the region that you have to play in. And mind you, like, these aren't, like, professional athletes. These are, you know. Still, college students that you know, they don't get paid for it. You know all that, all that stuff. You know all that that minor stuff that people think is ridiculous. Uh They don't get paid. You know they got to go and lug themselves around, and then you got to get to go play another big school like Florida, another big basketball school. Uh And yeah, but I thought, I like I said, I, I thought that there's nothing that the Bonneys. You know they can't don't hang it. They beat literally beat UCLA, UCLA when no one thought they would. So that's like the one of the biggest things that like put them on the map, at least in national attention, is like beating. UCLA, when no one thought you could, so I think you know. I think overall, it's a successful uh, foray.
1: Yeah, I just it, it, well, and also, you know, the more I look at these tournaments, basically, if you're doing well, of school, and oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Know, now it just has me thinking that I wish athletics were a bigger priority for these sport universities. <laughs> But um and I also do advocate for a better payment enticement oh, yeah. for student so athletes. I. It's absolutely crazy. And you know, it, it this is a weirdly, really weird thing to talk about in the white South, you know, but it's like we are you know, we are profiting from black labor, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and they don't like to hear that. They don't like it when I said, "Whoa, that.
0: whoa, <laughs> hmm. whoa. Whoa, whoa, we
1: stopped doing that in uh 18 what is it? 16?
0: 1865. That that 65. that neck that neckbeard president made a sign something. So you watch your mouth, missy." <laughs>
1: exactly. You know, we haven't done anything like that since then. <laughs> so, it just it kind of really bothers me that, you know, we 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 every every March I think about this. Yeah, especially with basketball because the the schedule is so crazy this month, you know. Oh yeah, but like the these kids are not getting the athletic or the academic opportunities that they need, and because you know they have coaches that force them to prioritize athletics, Mm -hmm. and then four years after their athletic career is done, what is it? Only like you know twenty five percent of people even go to play professionally, you know. You know, try even
0: less than that. You know, think about. No, I know. I'm just being very. Yeah. Upset. No. Yeah. No. I no, mean, no, you're you're right though. You think of the amount of kids. Think of all of the division one. Let's just take division one, because if you go into division two, II, division three, that's just that's just a, a wormhole. Uh, take division one. Take I think there's 337, 338 division one teams. I could be a little off there, but right? it's something like that. Um, you get all those kids. That's about 15 per roster. And only, you know, so in the NBA draft, there's only 60 slots for, 60 slots for these kids to be drafted into to draft on a team.
1: Only Mm -hmm.
0: 15 of them are guaranteed spots. Only, like, in terms of guaranteed money. Like, they get a guaranteed, they get paid no matter what. So, only 15 of those. Those go to the the top tier prospects. Then also, don't factor in the fact that there are kids who forego, who for I was going to say forewent college, but that's not, it's not forewent. (laughs) went. <laughs> for for go- mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Basically they for they they, they yeah. had a decision to forego because you know, there's a so there's a one and one and done system. I love that our pot this is like a really interesting take because it's like it's like sports is also talking about like the institutionalism of sports. Anyway. Well so, it's,
1: it's the social issues yeah. that surround sports. I love it. that. I'm very I, yeah. I'm very interested in the social so, so, you know problems
0: so, that happen. So I and actually want your opinion on what what I'm about to tell you. So okay. the the NBA National Basketball, Basketball Association made uh in two thousand and oh, I two thousand six maybe two thousand six the not not the commissioner now but the ex commissioner uh, he made a decision because they had a lot of kids who were going from high school straight to the pros and a lot of the, a lot of the decision is made around the fact that these kids are very very good and they have and like a lot of these kids are coming from low income environments and they need to provide for mm-hmm. their family right away. And that's the biggest thing to do. It's like, oh, I'm really talented at this sport. I have a lot of agents telling me, hey, you can go top ten, getting those guaranteed, you know, getting those guaranteed spots. I want to be able to provide for my family. I want to be able to buy my mom a house. I want to be able to get out of here. And a lot of them went and for, you know, for uh, pro basketball. So a lot, a lot of famous, the two most famous athletes that you probably know about, LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, both went from high school to pros. Didn't go to college. I, I thought
1: you were going to say Michael
0: Jordan. No, my- <laughs> Michael Jordan went. He was in North Carolina. But um, okay.
1: well, you know, what do you- yeah. Two of
0: the most famous. I was like, okay, Michael Jordan and and er, uh, but I so, do know who LeBron and Kobe are. Though so. yeah, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of you. So they, those two, for you know, for went, you know, LeBron James coming from you know, growing up Akron, Ohio, you know, in a rel- relatively hard situation, um, actually a pretty hard situation, and you know, you know, and with all the hype in the world, and Kobe Bryant coming from Kobe Bryant was a little more well off. He was a little more well off because I think his, you know, his dad was a former NBA basketball player, but LeBron James was from a single mom, single mother household, um, living in Akron, Ohio, which isn't exactly, you know, Richville. Glamorous. Exactly. It's not really glamorous. So, so the NBA made a decision that they wanted these kids to go to do one year of college before they, so they had to, they had to go to a year of college before they went to the NBA. Okay. Now that creates some issues like, okay. Yeah. This, these, you know, but, And a lot of people go, oh, well, that gives them a chance to get an education. But if they're only going for one year with the sole purpose of playing basketball and going to the pros, it's not about the educational thing. So there's no compensation that they're getting. You know what I mean? That goes with that payment issue. It's like they're basically – it's basically almost like – it's almost like playing for an amateur team. It's like going going to college, playing on an amateur team, leaving, and then going – then you know in the summer that I'm not going to be here. I'm not getting my degree. I'm not getting any type of educational pursuits. So there needs, you know, maybe some conversation that can go for these people. Anyway, so we talk about 15 guaranteed spots, you know, for these for, you know, these kids. We're also not factoring the fact that there are a lot of overseas basketball players as well. So add those kids who are already playing D1, who want to play, want to play sports. Then you're adding a bunch of people from overseas and overseas prospects get a lot of love in those guaranteed spots because people love European basketball like they love. These okay. seven foot tall Serbian people, like you know, a lot of them kind of you know, just look at them like, "Oh my god!" Like they go crazy. Um, and so they draft those people, and they and they come over, and then so that's you're knocking down a couple of spots there. So that's kind of this weird hierarchy that happens for a lot of these kids who aren't getting they're not getting the they're damn for not getting the academic uh, mm-hmm. ac- academic I don't know opportunities opportunities they're not getting a, opportunities they're not getting a post career um a post career chance. You know, they're not going, Oh, hey, listen, you know what? If this basketball thing doesn't work out, um, you could always do this. You could always parlay into this. They don't really give them those opportunities or those chances. Um, so they're expected to go and they're supposed to bust their ass athletically on a scholarship. Now let's not even mind the fact that a lot of kids get their scholarships revoked if they get injured, which I think is the shittiest thing you could possibly do. Which is um, baloney. Exactly. They you know a lot of kids get they get revoked off career ending injuries or just really awful shit in, in general. So, that's that's kind of like the weird sports. So I want to know what what is your what are your thoughts on forcing? Not yeah, kind of is forcing. If you think about it, and some kids have found loopholes. They found loopholes to go overseas and do one year and then go back. You know, because it counts. Um, so what do you think about forcing kids? So, you know, forcing a kid who's really good at sports and you know, high school comes from a low income environment and he has to he, be forced to go to this high end university. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go, oh, he's going to high university, but it's not like the same thing. You know I mean, no, it's not okay. like, oh, if I went to Duke University, I'd be fucking thrilled to static. This kid has to, wants to provide for his family. He has to take a pit stop at Duke University to be unpaid to be there in, a, in an academic environment that he's not tailored for either. That's another thing that people don't understand. You know, so what are what's your thoughts on that?
1: So I have a couple thoughts on this, yes. of course. Um, one thing is that college – so college, while a majority of Americans do need to go to college, do, like, two-year universities count or no?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, like a DUCO, like, yeah, those count, yes.
1: Well, because I'm just thinking, you know, like, one of the things that you – know, one of the best-paying jobs out there is welding. Like, mm-hmm. take a – two, get your two-year certificate, and you can make, like – a year welding, you know, um, and actually get paid to travel across the United States, you know, I know people who have that and they like, this guy's like, yeah, I work, you know, four days a week for three months and then I get to take six months off because I get paid so much, you know, like that sort of thing. So I was just kind of curious if that counted. So my point was I was trying to make was that um, even though they're not getting the basketball opportunities at such a smaller school, um, it still is a easier and more affordable way to um, get that, that that year of college requirement out of the way. I think it's kind of baloney because not not everyone needs to go to college. They should. I think most people should go to college. Yes not everyone should, needs to go to college. Yes. Um. You, you do need to get some sort of professional certificate at this point. You can't just get a GED and hope mm. to get a good job at the factory anymore. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, you know, college doesn't have to be for everyone. So I don't like this commissioner's, you know, rule about one year college. Uh, I see what he was trying to do, but one year doesn't help anybody. First of all, and then the second thing is that the people most likely to default on their student loans are people who didn't finish college. Yeah. So you know, obviously, if you get into the MBA, hopefully your first priority will be to pay your yeah, loans yeah back yeah. and yeah. just get rid of those real quick. But I doubt that many 19 uh, year olds are making that choice because 19 year olds are idiots.
0: Oh, um, you're trusting college students to, and a lot of this, a lot of this decision was to. You know, because back then, this was when the NBA was kind of like a rap video, just like one sentient rap video with chains and a lot of kind of. It's not. It's huge on hip hop culture now. It's a lot on just like kind of like weird, like dorky, (laughs) like (laughs) like like athletes are now a lot more tame than they used to be. It's kind of just like, oh, you know, social media, very big on social media, not so much like the whole. Because this is back. This is back when like the rap scene was like huge. Like you know. Rappers were at NBA games, hanging out with like their favorite athletes, yeah. and they'd go to clubs and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of changed now. I mean, they still go to clubs, but it's like, oh, I'm gonna Snapchat, and then I'm probably gonna go to bed because I have like a game or something. So like a yeah. lot of them, they didn't want to have these 18 or 19 year old kids in this environment. But let's not take the fact that colleges also have parties and clubs and drugs. Yeah, and. All essentially bigger universities have colleges and drugs, and especially if they' are you know big college athletes, they are probably more susceptible to be involved in it because they are the main attraction. you know what I mean
1: exactly, so I think that um this 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 education requirement it super fails the mark and just makes it harder. People to transition. I don't think there's anything wrong with going straight from high school into a profession like that. um But I, I am curious about how you know if is it. I want. I am curious about if those opportunities are equally distributed. Does that make sense? Like who's yes. To, who, 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 what, what NBA people are coming to Mississippi? We don't even have. A, I'm trying to think of the closest NBA team. Um, uh, Houston, maybe. Or is there one in like um,
0: New Orleans? New Orleans Pelicans, right? Okay. Yeah, so that that be that's close. Yeah, I think it's closest, right? Yes, yeah, that's. close. Well, I
1: guess that's not that far, but yeah. I've never heard of a Pelican scout coming to a <laughs> yeah, in right? high school. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> so it, it's it's just kind of like I feel like that system wouldn't allow students in rural high schools to get the opportunities that they want.
0: Well, you really- know what's really You know, it's really interesting. Speaking of rural high schools, wow, this is such a great (laughs) because there's so much there's so many layers to this. You know, speaking of rural high schools, you know, that is something that I do. I, you know, for those of you who may not know, you know, we are both journalists in rural areas. uh, And, you know, and this is probably something that, you know, that, you know, Elton can probably relate to is that when you're covering high school, covering rural high school athletes, um, there are you kind of have a mixed bag of kids who you have kids who know they're not, you know, this is a hobby for them. This is a, this is a requirement almost. Right. You know, it's almost like a requirement. Like how many, were you required to play sports in high school or just like drama? It was like in lieu of one. And I mean, play
1: I quote unquote ran track, but that was because <laughs> yes. it, and I knew it was a hobby. I knew it wasn't something yeah. that I wanted to pursue further. I just wanted to be healthy I liked having the team aspect, even yeah. though I sucked. Just hung out with the losers, and by losers, I mean the the actual sport losers, not yes. like you know.
0: <laughs> oh, Whitney, <but> you're, <laughs> but, but you're 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 never a loser to me, at least. Thank you. Um,
1: <laughs> but uh, you know, I I liked I I did track also because I wanted to show you know colleges that I was willing to try multiple things and I didn't just sit around at home. Yeah, but. And the, see, the thing that frustrates me though is my sisters were both really good at track. <laughs> um, my littlest sister actually, so or not littlest, um, but my so one sister was amazing at the long jump, which yeah. is like a weirdly stupid requirement. Like, who's good at that?
0: It's yeah, um, only a, a freak athlete who's made into like a genet a genetics lab is really good at those type of things. Yeah.
1: So she and she's not even tall or anything. She's. So I want anyway, sister- frog
0: or something, obviously yeah, yeah
1: something something frog, so one sister was freakishly good at the long jump, and the other sister was freakishly good on like distance distance, yep, without like actually training though she she just joined cross country one year and um she she was a very consistent like train, you know she never. Yep. Her pace, her pace was steady. She did not slow down even at the end. And at the end, if she saw someone right ahead of her, that girl could bust out a sprint right, you know, before you
0: knew God it. She was also she's a sprinting. fucking cyborg. She's a so, cyborg, then <laughs>
1: Exactly. So, it, so what bothers, what always bothered me is I wish that my sisters had taken their sports skills more seriously because I couldn't take them serious, mine seriously because yep. I didn't have any. <laughs> I have two left feet.
0: <laughs> I, I, I can't runs the good. <laughs>
1: my uh my mother is a a dance major and choreographer, and she actually told me that as a mom, she was always a little uh she she never felt like she could teach me dance because I wasn't like the best student in class
0: uh, yes <laughs> she knew she knew she was like i' um, see I know Whitney I don't think this is gonna work
1: <laughs> yeah, so um I do not have any athletic skill whatsoever um but I I do think that I wish, and I I wish that there were more like low key opportunities for sports. I feel like in other countries, like Europe, you know, having a Saturday rugby league is like a bigger thing. You know, I I feel like we don't we don't have it's, that as much for adults.
0: It's so interesting. It's actually very interesting when you think of high from high school to college that more athletic opportunities actually open up. Um, for example, you know, I, you know, I went to I, you know, I went to high school, played you know, played football, basketball, and baseball in high school, so I was a three sport athlete, as Whitney knows and has heard uh, my exploits. Um, so, but if you think about it, my school probably offered, let's see, you know, like your standard, you know, basketball, baseball, volleyball, um, volleyball, you know, volleyball for girls, and there was no boys volleyball, softball, track, uh, you know, these usual things. And then, like, you know, there were no swimming – there wasn't a swimming team. There wasn't a lacrosse team. There wasn't all these other different, yes. you know, uh, sporting, also, sporting you don't things. Also, people have fields, like – Exactly. But now <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We had a swimming pool, and it was not like, – they like, there was no water in it for, like, 13 years or some shit like that. Because apparently, some – one of, like, the old teachers, like, fell in it. They, they didn't die. They didn't die. Like, they didn't die in the pool. but <laughs> he die. fell in it real close. She just got, she got real close, like, she saw a white light, she just didn't walk toward it, you know? So, <laughs> they saved her, and they said, oh, well, no more pools for anybody else, like, okay, because this clumsy woman, <laughs> can't, you can't know, keep her balance straight. Anyway, but, like, you think about now, like, in high school, you know, you think about so many things, like, hell, there was a, at Franklin Pierce, that was a Quidditch club, you know? Um,
1: um, well, and, like, well, see, and I, I think that it, it does depend on the high school. Um, my high school was super into athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a question on whether having only women's volleyball would technically be a title nine violation, but that's a thought for another day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's a re- it's a really weird thing where it's a weird thing where it's like, I think the school has, I think the school has like, and I know there's something, you know, having haven't been to school board meetings, you know, now, for, yeah. you know, every time there's a sport, a sporting matter, I, I have to go. Um, I know that a school, ha- they have to gauge interest. Like I think they like title nine, and I could be wrong on this, and I have, to, I have to research, and then next podcast I'll do a correction. But I believe they have to gauge interest in, like, oh, would you be interested in a men's volleyball team? And if there's like, okay, well, we don't have to offer it then. Yeah. So, so I think it's something like that.
1: Well, and I, but I also wonder if it would be possible, if there was, if it would be possible to have some sort of co ed team. Um... Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I don't, obviously, that's a, you know, a different, that's, we're going, like, way off into the weeds yeah. here. Yeah, one that's a, that's a, that's a now, though,
0: you talk about going to the rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> one thing I want to uh, talk about, though, is that, so my high school had a golf team, right? Ooh. Yes, we did. And it was all men for years, and I'm on yearbooks, so, like, I always had to enter the name, la, I find out, senior year, that our valedictorian, um, or actually, sorry, salutatorian. Um our salutedictorian had, like, wanted to join the golf team as a woman, but they wouldn't let her. And so she, like, kind of played with them and, like, went to tournaments with them, but they well, didn't include compete. her on the team roster. And I was like, okay, of all the sports in which men and women can easily, like, co you know there are co-ed golf teams in the
0: world. Oh, <laughs> yes. not only that. Like at my school, we had we had a girl, this Indian girl. Uh She was the best golfer on the team, and like, yeah, hey, like, this girl was also Indian too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's that, well, I I kind of liking it. I think it's because cricket is so big, and it's like almost the same. It's the, it's the literally exact same. I think. Maybe racist, huh? <laughs> I said her
1: racist, Robbie. Oh no 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 no!
0: I mean like no, I mean well crickets. Yeah, yeah, crickets. One of the most. I <laughs> I actually tried my best to not sound super racist. I was like, cause it's the same, the same. Uh, I think like I think golf it probably has a similar harder
1: motions.
0: It's a, it's a similar a similar bat swing. Although like okay. with a golf with a golf club, it's a lot easier than that big ass fucking. That shit looks like a fucking like BDSM paddle. Like that thing's so fucking heavy. I don't know how the fuck they swing that shit, but like. Have you golf, ever played cricket? I have played cricket because uh, um. So in in my in my mom's section of the Bronx, where her she lives, it's a huge Bengali population, and they play cricket all the time. And like I actually played a couple. I, I feel like I think it was like practicing basketball, and whenever I got invited, because I knew one of his kids' name was Raj. Um, there's always a Raj. She, that's you know that's not yes. right. that, There's always a Raj. There's always like six of them. So he invited me to play cricket. That fucking paddle, it's, it's, it's so awkward, A, and then you have to, like, try to swing it back. You don't, like, you try to swing that thing, but, like, that ball is being whipped at you at, like, fucking 80 miles per hour. Because it's like a rubber ball, and it just picks up, and, like, it's, it's a hard, it's a fucking hard sport to, to hit. Um, it's really? Boring. It's a hard fucking sport in terms of, like, adjusting to the velocity of the ball, plus trying to pick up that fucking big-ass mallet and try to swing it. It's it's very different like it's very different than baseball and, and golf where like those instruments are a little more lighter.
1: Okay. I also think that like but again, like I would totally join a Saturday cricket league. Okay, probably not cricket. But no, you know, not cricket. I'm trying to trying to at least somewhat get <laughs> back to where we were. <laughs> I wish that there were more like low key adult opportunities for sporting. Um like I would play uh kickball. I'm terrible at kickball, but kickball's supposed to be terrible. Nobody's good at
0: kickball. Anyone (laughs) who says they're good at kickball is a fucking liar, or they just got lucky, like, twice. Like, you can't be good at – this is – you know, actually, speaking of – like, okay, this actually was something that you brought up. Is it – because I always thought about, you know, when that awful day comes where some woman decides she wants to bear my children. Um, Why she would choose to do that? don't know why because I mean look at me like why would you want a kid that has
1: half
0: personality with it you know what I mean like why would you willingly do that but um if I ever had a kid and I thought about if I had a girl I like I've always thought I've always had this mindset I don't know if that's like I know I don't know like what your thoughts are but like I always thought like I would push her in sports and I would push if I had a son because I feel like there would be a lot more opportunities for her to get a college scholarship this is true you know, and like like that's like my dad did the same thing with my sister. Um, my sister just didn't you know she was really good at it. She just never like wanted to follow through with it. I did, um, but like I always like kind of like push her like, oh hey, like let's go play soccer. Let's go out and like play basketball. Let's go and do this. Like I all that all the you know athletic opportunities. I feel like she could have a bigger chance, especially like maybe if you know if we're in a smaller neighborhood for her to get a chance to kind of go pro in these things or not pro, but go you know to a, a big a big school. Now
1: that you are in Minnesota, you will completely understand this. If you raise your daughter to be a goalie, like a hockey goalie, yep. she is like shoe in for Minnesota colleges. Yeah, like, yeah, They holy need crap. female goalies so badly. Yes, um, they,
0: no, yeah, they do. Like, so my
1: my dad and his friends often joke that if they have a daughter, instead of saving for college, they should just raise a daughter who is a hockey goalie. <laughs> um, yeah, right. That's a good joke. Actually,
0: she just <laughs> she just she just comes out and they just like hand her some mitts and the fucking mask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but so there's a couple of things here. One, it um you're like my parents were never a against athletics Mm -hmm. but i was very clearly a bookie kid yeah exactly Um, my mom my mom hated going to like sport games but she but you know i also just wasn't an athlete you know yeah i did play t-ball and if this gives you an idea of my lack of athletic ability (laughs) i was you know i play like first base and t-ball and i would hug everyone who came to my (laughs) That's Don't so know amazing. what happened to me, but uh that's clearly a sign that I was not meant for sports.
0: But you'd win um, you win every sportsmanship award out there. So that and that's really isn't that what matters in the end? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So um so I do think that when you have a daughter, you have to keep in mind that she does have her own personality. Oh yeah, she's oh, yeah, yeah. just not a sports person. Um, even if she has the athletic ability, like your sister or my sisters, that they it, they just don't want to pursue it. Mm-hmm. But in that case, it might be more that there it just there's it's societally you have to expose your daughter to the right combination of female sport models. Yeah, you know, like uh, what's the soccer player Hope Solo, Hope Solo right? Yep. Hope Solo, and um, Serena yep. Williams, and
0: um, you know, if you think of think of this, you know. Think of this. Think of Ronda Rousey. How the hell does someone know they're gonna be good at combat sports? Like, as you know, like you think of combat yeah. sports as being something male dominated. Especially look at like Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, all these big names that are men. And then you had Ronda Rousey blast to the forefront in like two thousand and like twelve or th- th- thirteen as as one of the best, as you know, literally the most famous female combat athlete ever. And like mm-hmm. now you see the, the and,
1: I know her name,
0: huh? Exactly. I
1: know her name. I know her name. That means she's famous.
0: It, it, it hugely and it's and all of that. It's you know I think it's something that's really cool. Um, you know I I think I was watching a Ronda Rousey documentary. This is like after she had gotten knocked out and lost, and you know of course Twitter get you know. And I'll admit I was one of those people because it's Twitter, you know you you like to make you know you like to joke at people's expenses that's kind of how it goes you know you joke at people who are a lot more successful than you are to make yourself feel better anyway <laughs> anyway yes but i remember i was watching a documentary and i watched it uh fuck did i watch that cuz i was watching it like oh i was watching it with my friend and he has a, he has a you know he you know he's a little, he's always he's not older than i am so that would preface why he has a 6-year-old daughter um so, I mean, we can't
1: have six year old children, Robbie. We are old enough to have
0: six. Oh, uh, please children. stop. No, all right. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll have a six year old daughter when I am 45 and, and I can't walk anymore. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, then how will you train her to be a sporty person? Oh, well, my mind. You you clearly know. The only thing I think about is sports. Oh, okay. so. I'm going like to be like Professor Xavier and just telepathically tell her what to do. Uh, <laughs>
1: Honestly, you're going to be, like, that type of father who, like, is just constantly disappointed in his children. Oh. and like, <laughs> Sports awards. are going to Daddy, will you love me now? I just won my jujitsu competition. And you'll be like, it's only jujitsu. It's only you
0: jiu- <laughs> Basketball, okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because this six-year-old girl – you know, and I'm, like, you know, just joking around. Like, oh, you know, blah, blah, she was very prideful. But then I realized that, like, this, you know, this six-year-old girl, like, was talking about, like, how much she would, like, she wants to, like, do mixed, like, combat, you know, mixed martial arts. And, like, her dad obviously was a little, like, oh, God. Uh, but I was, like, well, that's huge. Like, that's a huge shifting of the guard to have someone that's – she's an idol to a lot of people who want to get into that sport. Like, there's no one that, you know, the next 10 or 15 years, you look at all the other female and, like, you know, UFC for, you know, women – has exploded just combat sports in general and this is just anything this is boxing this is you know wrestling whether it's amateur wrestling or professional wrestling yeah. whether it's anything like well, there's a lot of you know it's a huge focus on women getting into combat sports and a lot of that is attributed to ronda rousey or you know like city you know it, it's, so like having these like you're right having these female role models or having these, these iconic women that you can go if she can do it you know then I—that means I have the at least the, I have the, the motives, the motivations to do it myself.
1: The U.S. gymnastics team, when the women's team, you know, kicked ass,
0: yeah, the gymnastic yeah. enrollment
1: went like skyrocketed. My sis, my littlest sister, was one of those people. She was a uh, eight, nope, whatever. She was little. Yeah, <laughs> she was young, you know. She was, and she really wanted to get into gymnastics because she watched the Olympics. And you're like, um, I want
0: to, because these because these, pe- these people are almost like superheroes to them. Like, it, and yeah. it's, it's an awesome fucking thing. It's an awesome fucking thing when you can talk to, uh, you know, and I've, and I've had a chance to I've gotten to talk to a lot of like, okay, okay, let me rephrase the fucking sentence I was about to say. I've had a chance to talk to a lot of younger girls, God almighty. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like I got a chance to talk to a lot of like elementary, you know, in at the high pedophile. school pedophile. <laughs> like yeah, there's only a fucking Chris Hansen. He's gonna bust my door. Can you take a seat over here, please? Um, I got a chance to talk to a lot of them, and actually, I did a, I actually did a little like kind of featurey thingy, um, and it's about you know some of the, these girls. they know, they look up to a lot of the high school girls who play basketball. Yeah, I was like, that's really awesome. And I was talking to a lot of them, and i was like, oh, like you know, how do you feel when you go to these games? And like one of the girls was like, you know, she's like a tomboy, and she was talking about how, like, it's awesome that she knows there's other girls that enjoy sports and love sports like she does, because sometimes she feels like she can't talk to sports with her other friends because, like, all the boys talk about it, and I'm like, I, like I've like i never, like, in my head have ever put those two together, because, like, like, you know, I think, like, especially probably when we were growing up, like, it's always, like, oh, the guys are going to talk about sports and cars and gender... Well, and- I was actually listening to, I think, I can't remember what the podcast
1: was. Um, It was Adam Ruins Everything, and he interviewed a woman who was documenting early video game history, Mm -hmm. and it actually talked about how, you know, there was just this weird shift in marketing toys in the early 90s where they really started to gender toys. You yeah. know, video games became boy toys and Barbies became girl, girl toys. toys and there just were no video games for girls created even. So it wasn't even that, you know, girls couldn't play. It's just that they they purposely made games that only appealed to boys. Yeah. And it's that way with sports. You know, I just th- I th- they're, you know, male athletes are just give, put on such a higher pedestal that, you know, it's it's harder for young girls to see themselves because you know think about it we've named three famous basketball players I don't know a single famous female basketball player
0: yeah and that's and like and things like that is and things that that's not even like you look at it it's like I could you know I could name you 10 off the top of my head that's because I've i watched I've watched the WNBA like I've gone Uh to WNBA games and I can you know I can name you Candace Parker Maya Moore uh, Tina Thompson, like a bunch of, you know, different female athletes, you know, um, Diana yeah. Tarazi, you know, these are just, you know, but those are people who actually have watched WNBA. Things that like, and it's so weird. You know, we only talk to, and you know, being in, you know, not to spoil something, but I am actually writing a piece on, um, some of the female athletes at the high school and who they looked up to and how they got into sports. Um, just a little teaser. <laughs> um, Ooh. yeah, I know. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate I, sure some people will appreciate it. Hopefully, but, um, one thing that like I was thinking about was it's so weird because when you look at, you know, look at like sports, you know, look at like sports, like I, for me, I love sports. you know I, 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 If it's not obvious enough, I love sports. I think I probably tweet about it. What? Every, like probably most of my tweets are about sports, you know? Um, and it's one thing that like, I, you know, you, but it's like, if anything that it's like with any passion or art or theater, like you just throw yourself into it so much. And so I think that, it's this thing where it's like you we know, we look at it and look at like the amount of people who talk about sports on Twitter, right? They're probably males, right? Okay. And then you have females who, and let's see. Let me tell you what: some of the most the smartest people I've ever talked sports with are women. All right, like that's just that's uh. the smartest people I've ever talked to about sports are women. Um, yes. But you see, a lot of women, a lot of women who, mind you, look at what the most – Think at how crazy this is. You know, this also goes in journalism. You know, it's very tough being a, a woman. You know, being female journalist and you know, having talked to you and having talked, you know, I talked to other, you know, other peers of mine. But being a female journalist, where these are women who have spent ten or twenty years longer than some random person on the internet has talking about sports, and the moment they say something that is quote controversial or that is a their opinion. Uh, they immediately get shouted down. So it's like well, if, uh, if someone who was esteemed in their, you know, esteemed in their circles and you know, I'm talking about some of the, you know, uh, Ramona Shelbourne or, you know, um, fuck, Rachel Nichols or, you know, all Dana Jacobson, all these like really, really great, you know, you know, Jackie McMullen is one, too. these female, you know, amazing female journalists who I read all the time. Um, think about how hard it is for someone who is like younger trying to get into sports. Yes, and be and being shouted down by people who think they have some type of monopoly on the sports fandom of the world, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's a hundred percent ludicrous.
1: Yes, well, and I was and so like something else I was thinking of um, was that it would be interesting to. Um, like, when I was talking about having casual sport leagues for adults, uh-huh. you know, if I saw my mom doing a cat, I saw my mom doing musicals, which is why I also did musicals. Um, but if, you know, I'm thinking of, I have a professor back at St. Bonaventure, uh, her name is Rebecca Meisenheimer.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, shout, shout outs, she, give out these shout outs.
1: Shout outs, but she, um, she's really into roller derby.
0: Oh, roller derby is huge think, in some places.
1: Roller and roller derby is a hard sport. They
0: oh, it's fucking intense! Do, I've seen like go, Oh my god! Like shit.
1: those women do not get enough credit for what they do. They fucking people up on that
0: on that fucking track, like. <laughs> sorry, but that's I was, my
1: white glasses. No, it's okay. I was thinking that as a young girl, seeing my mom do something like that might have given me a little more confidence to pursue my own sport interests. You know. Uh, My mom's a really big dancer, but obviously dancing wasn't my thing. But what if I tried another sport of some sort, or, you know, if I, what if I had found a sport that I actually liked and that, so I I was just thinking that in America, it would be better if we could have a few more casual sport leagues for adults, you know, like parks and recreation really could just step its game up. Oh yeah. And, And people would be, I feel like people would, you know, it would kind of shift down to young girls because young girls should be playing sports, you know? They, everybody should be playing a sport. That's why we're so all obese in this country. Yeah,
0: I'm I, like, I, I feel like, you know, think about it, it's like, but even in the, and I think the reverse works too, like, how about getting more boys into the arts, or getting more boys in the? Yes. Like, and like I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing for me, and Whitney knows this, but I'm a huge theater fan. Like I love theater. I love, mm-hmm. and in a lot of that's probably partly because I grew up, you know, near Broadway and seeing plays and go, oh wow, like and being able to sit down, and go, this is fucking awesome. Like all the fucking shit that they're doing. And it's one of those things where it's like there isn't that healthy appreciation for it because people think people associate theater with some really outdated views, of course. But it's like where are those you no know, where are those programs where I don't think I've ever had a program supposed to me at least in the Bronx where you know growing up, where it's like, oh, you know, you can join the theater, you know, you could always try to like you know, be the best at this or try to be good at this. Sport, sports, sports. like don't worry about that theater art stuff and it's like i think that's a disservice you're doing a, a huge service to kids who aren't athletic or who don't like sports there are there are there are guys in the world who don't like sports all right um shocking. and with the with the amount of heartbreak that it gives you like honestly this time where i'm like why the fuck do i watch these things um but it's like what about giving opportunities for you know kids like that or even giving at So one thing about me, and I think you know this, you know this, um, but I took a ballet class my eighth grade year to prepare for (laughs) playing sports, and it's one of the best things I've ever done because it gave it made me graceful. Holy shit, the amount of grace I had on my feet playing sports was due to ballet because I learned how to be dainty and I learned how to not walk on the fucking soles of my feet like a a neanderthal <laughs> like i learned how to i learned just dexterity and i learned how to be graceful I learned how to move fluidly and my body had a lot of muscle memory that i wouldn't learn anywhere else and it's like well the more that you and a lot of and you'll find a lot of professional athletes have done things like that they've done ballet or they've done you know yoga uh, yoga which is freaking huge now which and i'm glad yoga's become a thing where yoga is now becoming less you know being this, being less, you know, being less, uh, gendered, I guess, because you know there are a lot of people, a lot of people, and
1: I, less, less, uh, you know, white women, white skinny women, yeah, only too, you exactly know, it's, right. it's
0: uh, like a lot of people. I know, I know, for my AC, like that was one of my physical therapy thing for my ACL was doing yoga, and that was the big thing. And at first, I was like, oh, yoga is that for like people who, who, like, for single moms who eat yo play? Like, no, but fucking yoga is the best goddamn in the world for getting back to, to recovering your to recover any type of injury, like being able to... And it also yeah, builds you up just,
1: your strength, you know? It,
0: yeah, it builds up your strength, not just your mental strength, your physical strength, but also a lot of the patience with your joints, too, because there's so many... I was in a rush to be like, oh, I want to run again. I want to be able to walk, but it's like, no, like, how about you try to do that one stretch there and see what you're doing? It's like, oh, wow, I can't do that stretch right now, and then, like, pacing yourself. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's so
1: well, weird. I think really our big lesson, our takeaway here is that we wish that everybody would have equal opportunities in
0: all athletic realms. <laughs> pretty know? much, pretty pretty much, and like I think the one thing to you know put this you know put this topic to bed, at least for a better time, is that I think you know compared to when you and I grew up, you know, and it, it sounds so ludicrous to say that because it's like oh we're only twenty four, well excuse mm-hmm. me, one of us one of us is going to be twenty four, one of us is still twenty three. Uh, I don't mean to age you that well, but you know. I know. You know
1: such a baby.
0: Is that (laughs) such a such a just a toddler in my eyes? But um God, that's so creepy coming from a a, a toddler in my eyes. Um and it's I think it's like compared to when we grow up, I I think there's a lot there's been it's and it's awesome to see there's a lot more of a focus on just letting kids do what the fuck they want to do. Like, hey kid, you wanna listen, if my son came to me and said, Hey, I wanna be a fucking yeah, I wanna be the best goddamn ballet person never. i would bet best believe i would be in the front row fucking cheering them on going you fucking do that plie
1: <laughs> oh my gosh i'm just imagining you at a big like the nutcracker performance or something like that <laughs> <laughs> he does you know like he's the king mouse or whatever yeah uh, and you're just standing up and going oh yeah you kicked that ass and like, that's you know?
0: my that's my boy fucking you see how he nailed that that seven ten fucking doobly do like and i think that's i think that's that that's the best thing it's something that like it's something my dad my dad taught me it's like my dad was so proud of us and everything that we did and was so proud of us for doing this and Whether it was I was in a play, just like just being proud in what your kid decides to do, no matter what they do, no matter matter something that you can't even understand, just being like, fuck yeah, you do that goddamn thing that I don't know what you're doing, but you are doing a goddamn good thing at it, and I'm proud of you, so. Well,
1: and I would like to point out just like a real quick last note before we go into what's trash for the week, or whatever, because
0: we're trash? inconsistent
1: podcast, but uh I was going to say that I also think that, you know, we, we touched on this, but I think that having those role models is so important. You want to know what, you know, adult woman I remember being a six-year-old in 2000? Who? Paris Hilton. Okay? Oh, yeah. Holy so God. why, you know, it, it's, you know, mm-hmm. I think in the 90s they were a little better for, like, people who actually remember the 90s. Okay? We,
0: yeah. we've, and we've had a, we've got a podcast about that. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, but you're yeah.
1: Like there, there are certain you know representation in '90s TV shows that were just better, and then for like in 2000, you know, it was all these. It was Paris Hilton had her own TV show, guys. That shows you that TV like
0: you has, know, cha- oh, has, has changed, has changed,
1: like really fell off the the horse there or the wagon there. Um, yep. and listen, the <laughs> listen
0: um, <laughs> I'll take a, I'll take a, uh, listen, I'll take a a, a a reality show about um, I'm trying to, who the fuck. Ha- there's a, there's a professional actor that has a, her own fucking reality show, but I'll take that because, you know what, I know that some gir- that, that there are a bunch of the, the, Democrat, the key is watching them going, oh, that's really awesome, I would like to do what she does, that's really fucking cool, Like you know what I mean? So, uh, it's better than watching, you know, Paris Hilton, not to shade Paris Hilton, because I think Paris Hilton is a national treasure, but, ironically, of course, <laughs> ironically, yeah. of course. I'm still no, yeah, no, she's become, she's of an ironic national treasure more than just like people going, oh yeah, I want to be her. So yeah, no, you're 100%, no, you're right. But like, well, now, now when you look at you know yourself now, who are who are women that you look up to? Now you think of the women that you were the women that you look up to now.
1: Yeah, and like the woman I was exposed to when I was wee lass,
0: oh, you know. My gosh.
1: My, you know, I have to credit my mother for really being, you know, she, like, one of the first books I remember my grandmother, who's also crazy. But, yep. you know, my grandmother gave me one of those, like, the ABCs of revolutionary American women. Yes! You know, so, like, I did get to read these books, but I didn't have, like, a, a like, TV idol that I could look at.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah
1: so I anyway, that was just my last point. Is that I do think that it would the media we, you know, we yes need to focus more on amazing women, not just well in everything, you know, because like science, athletics, uh, engineering, you know. Yeah.
0: Now, I mean, think about it. Even you know, video games. <laughs> yeah, video <laughs> no. games,
1: and like also men. You know, if a man is doing something amazing in nursing or in the arts I think that that totally deserves praise
0: too. Yeah, hell, think of, think of fucking, you know, I mean, no, and again this will be my last point, but you think about men in the arts, fucking, just think about fucking Hamilton, just like yeah, oh, of course, you know, of course the fucking, you know, the, you know of course the the female leads are also awesome as well, obviously, but like you think of like fucking um, oh god, I know his name is escaping me right now, Aaron Burr, what is Aaron Burr's uh, uh what's his name
1: what are you trying to say?
0: What Aaron Burr? What's his name? Like his actual name? Uh, fuck.
1: Oh, like the historical figure?
0: No, the the the, the actor, the the, the the original actor that played Aaron Burr and Hamilton. What is his name? Oh, oh, God, yeah. it's gonna annoy me. Hang on, but I'm anyway, gonna... like, but you see, like you see, like you know, him, He's on fucking all those commercials. You know, DeV Diggs. Like, see all these guys. Lin Manuel Manuel Miranda. Like, see all these guys were in the Leslie art Odom like, maybe... Jr. Oh thank you Leslie Odom Jr. They're making it you know they're making it cuz like it's cool to fucking be in fucking Hamilton like that's cool to be in the mm-hmm. arts like it's cool to be you know to you know to do it so yeah
1: it's it, it's cool to be a black man in the yeah. arts yeah you know, yeah that's that's really important too so anyway before we start you know tearing down gender norms and <laughs> throwing the walls between us I guess it's time to move on to what's trash Trash and what's the not. few listeners, the two listeners that we have. Just give up on us
0: after the after the five people are like, "Oh, they're talking about they're not." Gonna.... So, <laughs> i you you can start. What is trash or not for the week?
1: Um. So, what is trash for me is gonna be two. There were two parades on Saturday. Ooh. Um, one giant one. March for Our Lives. Right. Yes. And in Starkville, Mississippi, there was the first ever gay pride parade on Fucking Saturday, awesome. Fucking and awesome. over two thousand people flooded this college town. And you know, it, then they had to fight. They the pride the parade Ooh. organizers brought this proposal to, before city council, and city council denied them. City council said they Ugh. couldn't do it, and then they threatened to sue them. And the city was like, never mind, never mind, you know. And the mayor marched, it's not the mayor, it was like half the city council, but the mayor marched on Starkville Pride too, and it's one of the biggest events that Starkville has ever had. But, and this reporter, um, Louisa Porter from the Starkville Dispatch, took a lot of beautiful pictures. Um, They're on her personal Facebook page, but they're public. I don't know her, but I could see the photos on her Facebook page, and couldn't find a Twitter handle for her, but anyway. So I was looking through these photos, and it's just – it's amazing to see this in a small southern town. Sarkville is a college town. There's there's mm-hmm. nothing there. Um, but on the sides of the parade, you could see counter-protesters holding up scriptures and saying, Ugh. you know, you're going to hell. God no longer loves you.
0: Yeah. And so
1: those people are my trash, you know? Oh.
0: The the, trash is too good of a word for those people.
1: Yeah, it's just why do you have to, you know, impose your lifestyle on other people? You know, people keep saying, oh, these gay people are shoving it down our throats by having pride parades. Why can't I have a white pride parade? You know why you can't, have
0: you know, you know, right? goddamn well why you can't have a white pie parade, all right?
1: It's b- because it already exists and it's called the St. Patrick's Day Parade, okay? Um, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a you know, there are already so many events to celebrate quote unquote
0: white people, white people,
1: okay? Um,
0: the fact, you know, the fact that we still play Beatles songs after so many times, even though know, they're trash, is, a, is is a reason that white people still rule the world. So let's yeah, not you know. exactly.
1: So let's, you know, even though the Beatles, you know, their whole movement had to be inspired by, you know, Af- African American musicians, but let's, yeah. you know, whatever.
0: Well, but we'll hey, let's. It. That's all. Let's ignore that can of worms.
1: <laughs> so anyway, my trash is those counter protesters who just are such wet blankets and i like i'm I'm happy to say that there were some allies who lined up in front of those counter protesters and you know were like using rainbow wings to shield them yes kind of thing. so um those people are my trash but i think all in all the event was amazing and i get emotional every time because it just i'm so i'm so happy you know it's like oh my goodness this is this is you know I, it means a lot for Starkville to have this. It means a lot for Mississippi to have this, and most importantly, yep. there are scores of LGBT plus teens in Mississippi who are growing mm-hmm. up, and they're going to look at Starkville now and say, "You know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard, but I have two thousand people in Starkville, Miss, who showed up in Starkville, Mississippi, and
0: those two thousand people support me." I was Sorry. yeah. I was just I was just going to say that. I was going to say. Uh... You know, you know, as as I said, you know, as someone who's a you know a straight male, um, I, I think that you think about you know someone who's a straight man who lived in New York City his entire life, and you saw you know every summer you saw the, the gay parade just you know trapeze on by, you know, uh-huh. like just like any other parade, and it's like oh that's obviously a special moment, but it's like New York City is also a liberal bastion, it's like yeah. but when these when these events happen in places you know like you know Starksville, Mississippi. If they happen in in the south, I think any any gay pride, any LBT LGBT parade in the South or small town, you know hey, areas is a huge, a huge step forward because you know, I don't think people understand until you live in these towns, you don't understand the, the attitudes that are behind it. You don't understand the resistance to change. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't understand the closeted or overt you know homophobia or you know transphobic, you know, or any, any of that stuff. You don't understand that. So it's an opportunity for, these, for for them to go out because it encourages people who are living their life in secret uh, or living their life or having to live you know, these lives according to the norms of their towns. And they go, you know what, shit, you know, they you know I saw, you know, a bunch of people that I know, people who you know whether it be, you know, the mailman, whether it be. You know, the journalists, whether it be someone in fucking city council and they were marching for their right to be to live the life they, they want to. That is where it's, you know, them to live their life that they want to because they said these people are doing it and they're doing it proudly. And, they're st- and they are still are, you know, you know what I mean? You yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Like, you know, New York City had, you know, Stonewall riots, right? That was like yeah, forever yeah. ago in New York City. Forever
0: ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely forever ago. You know, like New York already had its groundbreaking. Revolutionary LGBT plus yep. movement, yeah. you know, and that happened decades ago, but it hasn't happened in Mississippi yet. And yep. so I think that's why it's so amazing to see that even, you know, Starkville, Mississippi, which I bet you 99% of the country's never heard of unless they're mm-hmm. a big Mississippi State fan.
0: Um, <laughs> right. Yes. <yeah. laughs> Plus, they're huge on on that on that front.
1: Most people outside of Mississippi have never heard of Starkville, and that makes it even a bigger deal. Because you know, when when these little towns in the middle of nowhere are having their own pride parades, that just kind of shows you that the you know the this acceptance can filter through every level of our society, and that's that's my. I
0: agree. <laughs> um.
1: So now it's
0: your turn for trash. That was be- beautifully, beautifully stated, my friend. Um, well, let's see. Uh, well, now I don't know how I'm going to follow this up. <laughs> I
1: know. I was like, I really. You should have. You should have let me go last, man. I should have you you
0: set, set let let you. yourself up to fail. I like. really should have let you go last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting. Um, you know, I think. I've, and I, I actually, I, you know, I'll tell the story for the next podcast. I'll have to open up with it. But it's, remember that story I told you about uh, the the guitar kid and his dead dad. Yes. Yeah. and the presentation—that's kind of how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, I doing shit. So, um, for my trash or not or trash really, um, my trash, my trash is. <laughs> so my trash is—it's kind of in the same vein as yours. Okay. I, I, I think it's it, it's okay. So whenever we have any type of a celebration, uh, it's, 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 my practice is celebration events, whether it be commemorative events or months or, or parades or acknowledgements and they, and people and, you know, people who are in charge of these things only can use two or three people to represent it. So I'll give you an example and kind of thing it. Let's think of black history month and women's history month. Right? Okay. Who are the three people that are always mentioned in black history month? Sorry. what so we- you say? Who are the three main black people that are mentioned in every Black History Month documentary ever, or every Black History Month um, program? Okay, Rosa
1: yep. Parks. Yep. And I'm trying to think of who the third person you're thinking. Yeah,
0: exactly, of. exactly. Like it could be a to-
1: like, it's, it's, like, it could be a not Malcolm like, but you know that's the third black ugh. person in my mind. <laughs> yeah, like
0: Harriet Tubman can be can be Harriet Tubman. It's like yeah. it's a revolving door of third black person. It's like oh, it could be Harriet Tubman. It could be Frederick Douglass. We don't know. Um, you know, I think. I think. You know, a couple of years, it'll be, Ob- it'll, be it'll be Obama, and Obama will yeah. be like firmly entrenched in that third wing, um, yeah. which deserve deserving, deserving. But you know what I mean. Women's History Month. It'll be
1: Anthony um depending um margaret sanger sanger so yeah
0: think? yeah depending yeah.
1: yeah like she's in that third role too where she's like sometimes mentioned just because she did so much for reproductive yeah. rights but you revolving
0: know. Do- revolving doorbell yeah, yeah. yeah
1: um and i'm not like i'm trying to think of who else you might be thinking
0: of. uh i but to be honest with you I had, you know, I had Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton, but most people don't know yeah. who Elizabeth Cady Stanton is, so... No, well, I,
1: I mean, um, you know, the Seneca Falls, where the first, you know, women's voting convention rights thing was held, yep. is not too far from us in New York.
0: Yep, exactly. So my, so my trash or not is, it, it and, you know, I think it's even worse for Hispanic History Month, where it's just like, um... Jacob of <laughs> <laughs> it's like um i don't know you know so i think it's you know when you if you're ever in the the business of doing these programs or you're doing these events or doing these parades mm-hmm. and you know you're educating people about other you know pe- marginalized groups and their month of remembrance or their month of commemoration when you should be commemorating them for all 20 or 12 months but i digress um you know if you're doing that you need to you need to tell more stories than the ones that are popular Yes. You need to tell more than just Martin Luther King, guys. I mean, come on. No, um, there are
1: so many other, you know, like, first millionaire black woman. I can't remember C- her
0: name. Madam C.J. Parker.
1: Thank you, I mean, thank you. And, you know, she made a killing off of addressing an entire market that everyone was ignoring. Like what a what an entrepreneur, man! Like she kicked everyone's ass. Yep. You know,
0: like, like, you know, let like, no Langston Hughes. You know, let's talk about the, B- the, the, jazz, the 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 Harlem Renaissance. Fucking half of the music you, that you hear now is nothing without the Harlem Renaissance. You know, yep. you know, talk, talk about all these people. You know, and it's, and it's the you know the same the same the same thing for women. You can't name you know, more than fucking ten people that you can focus on. You know, Lucretia Mott, uh, Harry Beecher Stowe. Like, you can't, you know, name more than, the you know, people that you just want to focus on. And just be like, well, I mean, Susan B. Anthony just putting all our eggs on one basket, guys. I mean, we should be able to mention, you know, not just
1: when we do women's history, too. We also always, like, do white women's history. Yeah. You know,
0: so, you know bring the donor truth. Bring in, you know, bringing bringing women of, of all types of, you know, uh, fuck, what is that woman's name? Um, I feel bad I don't remember. That no, I know. Was... We're
1: like making a point about not mentioning these people. But, but
0: that's but there but they're in lies but there lies the problem. In school, yes. you only hear about a select. You know, you know any goddamn white people I can mention? I can mention fucking Eli Eli Whitney. He fucking is not even a good person. So,
1: like, <laughs> yeah, like, I can remember his
0: dumbass name, but I can't remember, you know, I can't remember, you know, the you know the the, the you know like, the woman who was out there saving people's lives in World War II, you know, I can barely mention Doris Day's name. You know, it's like there's there's things where it's like, yeah.
1: or uh, what what is it? Uh, Elizabeth Blackwell, who was yes, the first Elizabeth, woman yes. to get PhD PhD. Yep. You know, um, set up the Red Cross. Like we we there are so many. You know, we we always focus on the same like ten people, and it's like whoa whoa whoa. Like we can really honor so many other people. You know, for example, you know. It, it, while I, you know, I have nothing against MLK Day, yeah. obviously. No,
0: but Martin Luther King you know, is not the monolithic. He's not the monolithic yeah. figure of Black people. That's like it
1: should be. It should be like, uh, just maybe even just a general civil rights. You know, in Mississippi, for mm-hmm. example, we should be reflecting on James Cheney and yep. Andrew and Swerner and. Goodman, I can't remember the other two. I can't remember the white guy's names, but I can remember the good, white God, guy's
0: God. God. <laughs> Part of me is like really <laughs> smiling inside. I'm like, yes, good. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, you know, but these are, you know, we can We can personalize it for our areas, you know? Like Mississippi has a lot of things that we can talk about on MLK Day. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't even have to be just be MLK. Yeah. But – You know, but New York can talk has has other characters they can talk about. Oh yeah. California has other characters they can talk about. You know. uh, we we just we we need to be a little better about looking at minor characters. Um for example, uh oh, Marsha Johnson Marsha P. Johnson, right? For the Stonewall Riots trans movement. Uh, you know, she really only started getting some recognition in the last two or three
0: years, which is fantastic.
1: Which, it was fantastic.
0: It's like, maybe she's gotten that a couple of years before that, you know?
1: No, and, you know, it wasn't until, you know, like, everybody was like, oh, she had a suit, she was, she killed herself, you know, but, it, because police just didn't want to investigate a yeah. trans yeah. woman's jet, the, the but whatever. The usual. Um, yeah, you know, it, and so it's important that we keep the names of these, uh, you know, minor,
0: quote unquote, historical people who actually were monumental, monumental, especially my, mon- I said, especially monumental, you know, in in their areas and in, in in their things. Because when people look and they go, "Wow, you know," it, it's like, like, I said, if you're you know doing these things in, like I said, like in small town Mississippi, I you know I I have walked in on a couple of the black history or, 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 or uh woman's history. Cause these are the two months that are co-currently together. Isn't that kind of funny? Um, but, yep. you know, I've, you know, I've walked in and I've seen like some of the presentations and I was actually invited to go witness one. Cause I am black, as you see that. And they were like, Oh, we have an actual black one. We can go. You are. You. And I was like, fuck. Uh, I, I literally, I watched the, the, the client. Cause I was like, I don't want to, I don't like what you're, I don't like the stance for, but like, if I could decline, look really bad. So I was like, Oh fuck. And I went there, and you know, and I had to listen to 15 kids tell me about Martin Luther King. I'm like, I fucking know about Martin Luther King. I know about Martin Luther King, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I assure so you, you that. You
1: kind of like, I want to talk about some other characters, it's, too. Like,
0: no disrespect to Martin Luther King, but I could go a year without hearing – I, like, I can go two or three years without hearing him if you're going to give me some more people to talk about, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that, that in lie, you know, that there in lie comes it because also people also use that as the sole represent- representation of those people. Like people use Susan Bietti as the sole representation of women, and that's not right because, you know, Susan Bietti, I think, was like a little bit racist, but I mean, everyone was racist in that time, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, like <laughs> racism was there was just like a fucking hobby. Like, it's like people go, oh, she had racist views. It's like, duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like the, funny, the you know, fucking like, period they grew up in. Like, of course, like racism was just fucking like coffee.
1: Like <laughs> you're completely right, is that by having only one person to embody a movement, we fail because we expose that mo- entire movement to that On one, that one person. person's shortcomings, you know? MLK, and you know, all the other he's a philanderer, <laughs> um, and how MLK hated gay people, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, We did not a shock? No.
1: He hated them. Oh yeah, so, because
0: which is you know sorry you know which is not a shock because it's like a does not make it right? But number two, yeah. it's like it's not a shock because he's a Southern preacher. Which name uh, me five Southern preachers that actually like respect gay people. But you know what I mean, like so.
1: So so when we so you know by attaching MLK and like making him the only person in the civil rights movement, we make the whole <laughs> civil rights movement unfaithful in their marriages and, um, and gay
0: people homophobic yeah you know, oh, even though
1: the whole civil rights movement wasn't like that it was kind of just MLK oh I
0: know? mean Whitney well, Whitney Whitney as you know as the sole proprietor of African Americans you know me you know full well I do not like gay people obviously because MLK <laughs> duh <laughs> yeah. well
1: and, and also doing things like that I think you know in the south at least that's definitely a a Nobody likes gay people down here. Well, but, okay, you know. yeah. They're
0: just like, they're like, they're like no, I don't like, that. I don't like the cut of that MLK, but I don't know. He has some, some good, valid points, ladies and gentlemen.
1: But so, yeah, so that's my. No,
0: you're,
1: you're good. So you came up with a good trash. Good job.
0: I did. It's not, I mean, it, it bounces out. Like, one well, was something that I was thinking about too. It bounces out. It bounces out. It's not the best. It bounces out. Yours was, yours was good because yours was like, it almost, you know, it almost it hit me in my heartstrings too. I was like, "Oh God, that's, that's no." I, I
1: like I, that that cold black thing in my chest started to like grow three sizes. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I think that I think this was a good episode. Oh um, man, this is a great episode. Good, but uh, if you like it, hey, uh, to the three people listening, yeah. if you would like to tell us about your favorite random obscure character from history we'd love to hear it
0: yep please no S- send white it, send men it to at whitney Downard. wait what okay
1: no white no able-bodied white men accepted we will take people yeah, who... yes
0: no yeah i do not <laughs> want to hear about fucking you know long john silver i don't give a shit okay <laughs> <Sure you bet. laughs>
1: i mean i'll take a pirate like i wouldn't be against the I mean, I'll,
0: like, I'll take you know i'll take like i'll take like in terms of like white people i'll take like like Danish history, people like sure, yeah. I don't know. There's not enough love on the Danish, I guess. But like, not like any white Wait. Anglo-Saxon Anglo-Saxon Protestants. I I I have enough of that. I have enough of that in my uh my vocabulary. I don't need I don't need more. please. I'm trying to forget some. So, uh, there was actually real quick. If you remember when uh our president
1: Donald Trump said something about oh he's
0: how... he's, he's still president. Is he still president? I I blacked maybe out. Maybe by the time, couple... time
1: you publish this podcast, it'll be different. But uh. He said something about how, speaking of the Danish, um, which it's not the same, but this is close enough. Um, He said something about how Norwegian immigrants never did anything bad, that they were all good, productive citizens of society. It turns out, like, four major serial killers were all Norwegian immigrants. Yeah,
0: but that's, listen, when you- I just think that's funny. When you research, when you research, when you, when you actually do history and do your, do your knowledge and you do your research, like, of course, you're going to come up with examples. Did you say <laughs> do your knowledge? <laughs> of course, when you, you know, when you, you know. When you do your knowledge. When you, when you do your, you, know, when you when you look up things on the internet on this easily. History, the problem, I've always thought, you just to, you know, this will be the final stuff before we wrap up, finally. Um, I've always thought, like, you know, when people go, oh, look at what Trump t- tweeted. And I'm like, guys, can we, let's, can we be a little sympathetic? clearly he has bad he has bad wi-fi in the white house so he can't look up the stuff by himself <laughs> so i mean come on give him some break we have had bad wi-fi and have to get these tweets off so he,
1: you know he's doing that this is why he doesn't thread his tweets he's like texting his tweets in
0: oh oh oh, exactly it's like you don't even have a chance to even look at google when you're doing that because you have to like get on yeah. uh, you'll you'll lose your train of thought listen we you have, just we, have to guess. we under we understand listen us here at Witten black we understand how tweeting works all right and we understand that potus has a problem listen we get it we get it buddy we get it well not buddy we we're not it. Buddy, but we get it sir pal thing uh <laughs> so that was uh wit and black uh episode nine eight eight but episode eight get a date um uh thank you for joining us uh you know if you have any suggestions you can drop those in our inboxes if any corrections which we always get uh then you can just happily correct us on our twitter because we probably should have got a lot of things wrong uh and we will hit you back with another episode soon so uh, we'll eventually address
1: dating but we moved into sports
0: so there you go yeah it wasn't even planned so Deal with it. <laughs> so see, see you later so see you later sign us out
1: uh wait so you know how to see you later alligator
0: see, see in uh yeah. in a while in a while crocodile you know what the third one is? Um In a Wild Crocodile. No.
1: See you soon, raccoon. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.